but she is also good at her craft. You know, whenever, whatever you give her, she would give 110 or 50% what she does. So, no, but so not, no matter. I'm sorry, I have to cut you off there. Not like John. No. I want to thank you, John. I want to thank you, Paula, for taking the time to be here this morning. Thank you. It's a real treat. This is my first time meeting you. Actually, I met you down in the lobby. Yeah. So it's <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Let's start off with, I'll start off with Paula first. Where were you born? Um, I was born in the Philippines. Okay. Like my um, dad's side, they owned um, like a hospital in Pasay City. We call it Pasay City. And uh, they called it Taurus Hospital before, but um, that was that's already gone. It was demolished because it was a long time ago. Wait, but your father, your father owned a hospital. Oh, my my dad's family. Your, da your dad's family. Yes, I think well, it was his uncle, who was a, a a doctor who okay. owned that hospital. Right. So I was born there. <laughs> In that hospital. In that hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have siblings? I have a younger brother. Mm -hmm. um, we have a thirteen-year gap. <laughs> it's just the two of you. It's just the two of us. So you are more like his mother as well. So did you help to raise him? Well, yes, kind of. Because okay, right. <laughs> um, he was born when I was um, a freshman in high school. Wow. And it was kind of like um, not really planned. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like um, one day um, I got pulled out of school and my dad said like, Oh, we need to go to the hospital because your mom's in the hospital. I'm like, what? What's going on? We well, knew she was pregnant and stuff. I mean, I did. They didn't tell me yet, but but because <laughs> they didn't tell me yet. Okay, okay. So I'm like, what's going on? And then my mom was in the hospital and she looked okay. Like, I mean, what's going on? And then they broke the news to me, like, oh, your mom's pregnant and she's here because she she has diabetes. So the doctor wanted to test her, like, mm. you know, um, she has diabetes, um, she has to inject, start injecting insulin. So they were kind of like testing for that. So just, that's why she has to stay in the hospital. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> wow. John, you were born in the Philippines as well. Right? Yes, yes. Right, both uh, of you are Filipino. Yes. You're married? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> we got married here in Tokyo though. In the Philippine Embassy. Philippine Embassy. Is that right? Yes. 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 So w we were living together when we were in Shanghai okay. for eight years. And then there was one summer that we came here to Japan and just traveled around Tokyo. Mm. And we just fell in love in Tokyo. And then we started looking for a job, applying a job online. Yeah. And then we found a school and that hired us both. And from then on, we have been really blessed with all the good things that are happening in our lives right now in Japan. And meeting you, it's an extra blessing. You, know? <laughs> you told me you, you've been married for eight years. You've been in, have you been married for eight years? No, when did we get married? <laughs> in <laughs> 2000, 2016. We got married, 16, okay. yes. yes. So that and means you've been married for six years. Yes. yes. Okay. yes. But you've been in Japan for eight years. Eight yes. years, yes. And we've yes. been together for since 2004. 18 years now. 18 years now. Yeah. How long did you live in China? Almost eight years Almost as well. Almost eight years too. Yeah. Okay. So wait, wait, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't know each other at all until you went to China. No, we were college, we were college sweethearts. sweethearts. <laughs> so you knew each other in the Philippines. Yes. 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 Okay, when we so were in college. So we did the whole shebang, like 
long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah, living for a while. together. Yeah. How <laughs> many? So how many years have you known each other? Do you know that? Well, how old were you when? You, are years, you both basically the same age? No, he's an older. Yeah. One year older. One year older. One year older. So you've known each other since high school, you said? College. college. Since college? Yes. Okay, what year in college? Was it the second year, sophomore? Was it um, we were a junior, a junior, junior in college. Okay, what did yes. you study in college? Um, we both have a degree in nursing. Nursing. In nursing? Yes. yes. But you're working with children. <laughs> yes, yes. I know, right? Like, it's so far away. Yes. Yeah, I, I used to always tell this story because, you know, in, in the Philippines, uh, well, I think most Asian um, families, it's like um, they want you to either be a lawyer or a doctor or you know, something in the medical field, and I wanted to be a writer. So I told my family, like, oh, I want to be a journalist because I love writing. And they said, but uh, maybe you need to try out nursing because... If you try out, if you become a nurse, um, you will have a better opportunity um, working as a nurse, like abroad, like um, USA, Australia, Canada, New Zealand. So I'm like, mm. okay, let me try nursing. Um, maybe after four years, it will grow on me. Mm. But it didn't. You never liked it so much. I never liked it, and during my internship, I would always have like, like mini panic attacks. Like, I'm like, what am I doing here? Am I doing the right thing? But what, what about, him? basically, do you think you didn't like? Is it a scene blood? Was that one of it? Or oh, for me, that, that was okay. It, was, it wasn't just my passion. So when I graduated um, with a nursing degree, and then we, we took the board exam, and then we passed, and we became registered nurses. So we were working in the hospital, and I felt a little bit lost. Like, is this something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Like, am I, is it worth it to be stressed at the beginning of the day? Like, oh my God, I'm going to work in the hospital, but I don't like it. But like, you were with John at this time. You guys were already together because you graduated together. Yes. You were living together then, too? Not no, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah. What was your feeling about being a nurse? Had you, had you gotten the job too already? Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked it actually. So, <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, um, there was this opportunity that my sister was um, living in Shanghai. By that time, I, we graduated and we worked for several years. And how many siblings do you have? Got four siblings. And where are you? Um, the second one to the, the eldest. And yes. who's the, the oldest? Is a girl or a boy? Um, my sister, who's okay. now in the UK, is the how eldest. How many difference? Eighteen one, three years. <laughs> so, yeah, three years. But the youngest is like um, nineteen ninety nine, so that would be around um, eighty four ninety nine. Fifteen years, I would say. Same mom and dad. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so wait, what is it? Is it, how many boys and girls in your family? So we two boys, two girls. So oh, the eldest and the youngest are both girls, and okay. we're middle, like um, guys. Wow. <laughs> but we're. We're so scared of the eldest one, even though she's, you know, <laughs> small, but she's terrifying sometimes, you know. Are you guys very close? Very, very close. And yeah. we talk, we, we have, um, like, a, a group chat, you know, because, like, we're certainly, like, different parts of the world now. My sister is in the UK, I'm here in Tokyo, and the rest of the family are in the Philippines, but we get a chance to kind of, like, chat every now and then, you know, mm -hmm. so just to kind of, like, catch up, you know. Yeah, it's a very nice relationship that I have with my siblings. Yeah. So, so being a nurse, you said you really enjoyed being a nurse. I enjoyed it, but um, the thing You'd is, come like, home yeah, eating it. You <laughs> yeah. come home seeing your love. So how did that work? But, but you weren't living together, but still, yeah, yeah. How did yeah. that work out? 
the well, fact that you liked it didn't like it? Well, because I, I think because I was younger that time. So it's like just working with him because we worked, I think most of the places we worked together. Mm. Like we we worked as nurses together. We worked as a call center agent together. We worked as mm. ESL teachers together. We, we were always in the same company. So for me, it's like I was such a hopeless romantic. Like that's what counted. Like as long as I'm with him and I see him every day. Yeah, that, that's what <laughs> goes, that, that, that's what motivates me. <laughs> But she is also good at her craft, you know, whenever, whatever you give her, she would give 110 or 50% of what she does. So no, but so not, no matter. I'm sorry, I have to cut you off there. Not like John. No, no, no. John is more of like, I always tell him, if you, uh, if your profession was a garbage collector, you would be the number one garbage collector in the whole world. That's how he is. Like whatever he does, he's just instantly good at it. And there are really some people like that, and he's one of them. Although they're rare, but he's one of them. I and think I'm, you two complement each other very well. <laughs> we good. do. We're. <laughs> I, I should say we're. We fit the the definition of like opposites attract. We're so. So what's opposite about you? Because he just got through saying the same thing about you that you're saying about him. <laughs> so what do you think? Well, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have to. We don't have to do that. Yeah. So tell me, so okay, so you you in China for how long again? Were you in China? Eight years. Eight, eight years. years. Yes. How did you find that? How did you find living in China? The difference between China and Japan. Right. What are um, some of the immediate differences? Well, um, it was interesting, um, living in China because. I think um, Chinese people, their culture is a little bit closer to like Filipinos. Because yeah. Filipinos yeah. are loud, they're loud, <laughs> they're friendly. We can be, we can we be. Can, yeah, we can be. <laughs> like for example, if you go to a mall and then you hear like a big group like, ha 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 ha, oh, Filipinos. Yeah. We're just like that. We're just loud and warm and, and friendly. It's like we can even strike up a conversation with a complete stranger like mm. a complete filipino stranger and people would say like oh it's nice that you saw your friend i'm like no i just met her now like a few like, minutes ago really? <laughs> so that that's how filipinos are so that kind of um similarities in our culture it mm. was um uh, we we had lots of like Chinese friends like up until now like they mm. would message us and like oh how are you like how are you there in Japan oh I mm. hope one day we'll come to visit you there in Tokyo so were you working with mostly Chinese kids that want to learn English or were you dealing with mostly foreigners expats it's an international, international um, school as well yeah. kindergarten okay. so we um, it's actually like a compound wherein they put a lot of expats in there mm -hmm. and then. Um, the owner of the compound put up a school inside the compound mm. so that instead of going out of the compound and go to different schools they can just come to our place mm -hmm. and it was really like a basically another um, unit of a townhouse right so and they just turned it up into a, a school which is lovely you know because the feeling is also homey and we learned like you know that the children function really well when they are inside the house and they mm. feel like it's not a school school but mm. like a, a, a like a home a school inside a home so we were like um dad and mom of these children you know when we're <laughs> there so it's a lovely experience and we learned a lot as educators so there's another story about how we ended up as educators because okay. um <laughs> yeah so my sister was in shanghai mm. and then i was like really like we 
our family was not that you know well off you know it it's i mean like we struggled and we have we had some challenges along the way because um, my dad really and my parents rather um he really kind of like put us in a private school in mm-hmm. private schools in the philippines they kind of like really teach like really intensive um academics and also like to learn english to speak more fluently to be globally competitive and they put us in that school and then one of the things that i really learned growing up is like they value education for their children and i think like up until now i uphold that kind of like thinking that education is really like it can change someone else's life you know sure. and i feel like the, the the very essence of their teaching like growing up with my family is like really education they cannot take that away from you mm-hmm. because it, that's who you are and that's what you can be and that's what you can show the world and we i'm just so fortunate that i have this you know set of people around me like my family around me telling me these things over and over and over again like just study hard study well because it can change you and in the philippines you know like parents are really like into like pushing their children mm. to study but at the same time to have fun you know like we don't really they emphasize both yes 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 to have fun but in china they don't do that no china is just strict yeah. education yes. yes yes and then take care of me after you get this education yes, yeah. yes. they're they're um, like they're me. educational <laughs> So their educational climate in China is a little bit like academic and it can be intense. So it's like they would sign up their children for all these classes like ESL classes, violin classes, swimming classes, mm. yeah, piano lessons, so it can get really intensive. What made you decide to leave China and come to Japan? Yeah, like um as I've said, um we traveled here okay over the summer like in 2015. Yeah. 2015. Is it? Or Is it or 14? Sorry, so it's kind of mixed up. How long had you been in China when you decided to travel? Here? Eight, eight years. Seven or eight. Seven Something or eight. Like that. Something Seven. like that. And you had never come <laughs> to Japan during that time. No, it's the first time. It's your yeah. first time. What made you decide to want to come to Japan? Well, One of our bucket lists, right? Yeah. yeah. And when <laughs> when I was a kid, um, my dad and I would always watch um, a TV show. It's called Japan Video Topics. So my dad and I would always like, oh wow, look at Japan. Japan mm. is so clean. It's like very high tech. So um, growing up, I had that like, oh, I want to go to Japan someday. And finally, it it became true. Mm. And I was so excited, like, oh look, yes, I, call, yeah. I call him daddy. Like daddy, we're in Japan. <laughs> we we spent like what ten days? I think ten days. Ten days. Yeah, Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Uh, we stayed at Ikebukuro, so we kind of like, you, you know, the usual Tokyo trip, Disneyland, you know, like these yeah, kinds of Tokyo, things. So there's no she's, she's, she <laughs> scheduled everything and I was just like following her lead, you know, so it was fun. It was really fun and yeah. we fell in love with the people, so polite, so clean, so, so quiet, clean. so different from China. Although like China, um, Shanghai, um, it has its own kind of like perks charm. as well or charm, you know, but when coming here to Japan, it was like we were like in awe. So that's why yeah. we decided to we, we come up here. We love the parks, like, <coughs> like it's such a metropolis, but you know they still maintain that balance with um, nature, kind of mm. like Singapore, because we love Singapore too. So it's like it's a big metropolis, but mm. you can see lots of trees and 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 plants, and everything smelled great. Yeah. We felt like you know, there's no pollution, mm. whereas <laughs> we felt like, for example, if we were we would go to Manila, of course you would 
go uh, with um, public transportation, at the end of the day, you'll be like, <laughs> because of all the fumes from jeepneys and mm. buses. But here in Tokyo, I was like, wow. So we really fell in love. So is it still like that in the Philippines? Is it still, the pollution is still pretty high? Pretty, still, yeah. still. But I think just like in the cities like Makati and Manila, but if you go further to like where we live, mm. yeah, there will be lots of trees. But I think like yeah. um, during the pandemic, the skies oh, yeah. cleared up. <laughs> I mean, like there are some things that you know, like the Philippines also need to work on in terms of like cleanliness and all that. But mm. the good things about the Filipinos itself is like the people. Like I, I miss being around with them because they're so, so friendly, they're and so you would really feel the warmth of their love mm. towards you every time that you will we will go back to the philippines mm. we will kind of like okay visit um, a family like a, a relative or something they would often offer us like what do you want to eat you know mm. that kind for me is like you know that's our culture you know mm. that's our culture like we feed people because we know this is how we show love to you yeah. you know that's our love language yes food, so, and, food. <laughs> and then like you know the the chit chats with your relatives or your friends it's mm. just an amazing kind of like catching up time with them because you know like being away from the country for many many years of mm. course like you miss out a lot of things and and I feel like being in the Philippines together with your loved ones it's just the most amazing feeling that you can get you know and of course like I, I there are some it's not perfect the world is not perfect mm. and I think the the very main thing is like how you see it you know like how how you're gonna go through it positively and in a, in a very kind of like um, I would say <clears throat> optimistic optimistic way of of looking at it. And for me, it's really important to maintain that relationship and to 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 give that connection to them still. And that's why Filipinos we are really like I would say socially like um, not uh, socially mature and socially like it's socially it's adapt. adaptable. Yeah. So <laughs> wherever we go, like we're if you go to Singapore, if you go to Thailand, you would see Filipinos. They're kind yeah. of like, really, they're having so much fun here, you know? And that's, I think, like the main um, ingredient that Filipinos have. Like, wherever we go, we're adapt uh, ad ad adaptable to anything and to anyone. And, and I think because of that experience of having like this close-knit ties with the family, mm -hmm. you know? And I think... It, it radiates when you go outside your comfort zone and you go to, the, to a different country. And I think that's really wonderful mm -hmm. trait of the Filipinos. So, I so and I really, I really want to emphasize that, you know, even though there are some, you know, not so good things, but there are many, many good traits or characteristics that Filipino can share to the world, you know. And that's why you would see like they're globally like nursing. We're talking about nursing earlier. Wherever you go in the UK, you know, in every part of the world, Filipino nurses are looked up to, you know, because mm -hmm. they have this kind of like sense of responsibility and adaptability everywhere they go. And then if we, you know, most of the, um, what I call it, the Chinese clients that we have had, they thought that we couldn't um, teach English. At the end of the day, their children are speaking like fluent English. Because yeah. we put our heart into it. At you the know? end of the day, they would, you know, be closer to us. And yeah. they would, they would, I don't want to say it, they would love us because it sounds <laughs> so narcissistic. <laughs> but it would be like, they would say, oh, are you my son's teacher? Oh, that's so great. We mm. love working with you, um, John John and Pauline. So 
that's why I really love working with kids. I felt like um, the children gave me the purpose in life, that purpose in life. They, they gave my life direction because I mentioned earlier that I felt really lost. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, where am I going? I can't do this forever. And then I started teaching children. And later on, I realized like, oh, like I, I owe it to the children because the children just gave me my life back. They gave but me how did direction. You, how did you decide to switch? I mean, what, what was the turning point? You said one day, okay, I'm finished, John. I'm not going in anymore. I'm finished with this nursing stuff. And I'm going to work with kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? Because the original plan was, okay, maybe I'll do a short stint in Shanghai, save up some money, and then after that, um, I'll go to, I'll plan to work like abroad. Like Wait, USA. the short stint doing what? Um, teaching ESL. Cause, um, but when made you decide to do ESL from nursing? How did you make that transition? Uh, because in in the Philippines uh, during our time, I don't know how it is now, but during our time, um, a lot of nurses were overworked and underpaid. I remember like uh, my first salary as a nurse, because in the Philippines you get a salary usually every 15th and 30th of the month. And I would, on the 15th, I would get 2,000 pesos. On the 30th, I would get another 2,000 pesos. And how much is that in, in yen? Around 5,000 yen, five to 6,000 yen. Each? Each um, month. Each month. Wait, wait, you mean, so it's 2,500 yen? 2,500 yen? No, that's you pesos, so that would be 5,000 yen in, in conversion to Japanese yen. With the total? The total. For a month? For a month, For a month the total would be at least like nine or ten. So but your living standard was still higher than what you were getting paid, so you could, there's no way you could live properly with that kind of money. That's yes. why we're living with our parents back then. Back then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From being a nurse, we decided, oh, hey, let's be a call center agent. Okay, so that's what you did, right? Yes, and we had to work graveyard shifts. And that took a toll on us, and we're like, no, we can't, this is not for us. How long did it last? <laughs> Not even a year, like was around a, four, four like three months, months, I would it felt say. Like, it felt like several years, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so you did that. So you were yeah. a call center from some place, wherever it was. They mm. just transferred it to the Philippines, and you spoke on the behalf of whatever they gave you. Yes, mm. yes. So you did that for not quite a year, and then yeah. you said what? You looked through and you said, how'd you get it? I still want to know how you decided uh, to work with kids. And then we, um, I think he saw this opportunity to work as an... ESL teachers for Korean students and it pays a little bit higher. The thing is like, yeah. you know, I wanted really to become a teacher. Ah, that's so that's really one of the things, you know, like I ventured into nursing because of the opportunity to go to different part of the world to study there and to, I mean like to earn money there as a nurse. But I really wanted to become a teacher because when I was in high school, all my teachers high school teachers are telling me like venture into education because you have this gift of ins inspiring you know individuals because I was I was active I was really active like in the organization of mm. of a student body and all that I was really really active because he I really a, wanted to he help was the president <laughs> I was I really wanted <laughs> I really wanted to help and um, and then I also into kind of like, you know, talking in front of many, I, I love talking, you know, I love talking in, in <laughs> front of many people and to kind of like explain things here and there. So they saw this kind of like, 
potential that he can be an educator, you know? And I, I really love it. I really love talking to many, many people and many students. And then, um, but then I, had, I didn't have any choice because um, the parents, our parents kind of like inspired us or kind of like told us maybe you can go into nursing so that you can go to America or, you know, and then, mm. and then we did that. And then we passed the board exam and of course, like we're working like for six months as a nurse and of course opportunities as nurses back then because we had a surplus of nurses Yeah. because everybody's kind of like taking up nursing, taking up nursing by nursing. then, you know? So that's why some of the hospitals, okay, maybe this amount is okay, right? So of course, it, for fresh graduate, we just want, I mean, to kind of like earn, earn, earn the money to help our families at the same time to gain the experience. And of course, like, you know, like, even though you have the heart to do it, but if you feel like your family is, is, is like not really doing well at that time, mm. of course, what would be your natural instinct to look for better opportunities? Mm. And then by then, you know, we kind of like started going to this company and to this school to teach Korean because they pay well. But I really wanted to become a teacher initially. So, <laughs> and then when I went there, and apply for this Korean school, they hired me and then I loved it. And I kind of like, oh, this is a good start. This is kind of like you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself, I'm excited to go to work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this is like really I look forward to it. And this is kind of like you just need to teach the children like a little bit of math, science and, you know, English. And, and, and these Korean students were like really nice and they are respectful and I'm loving it. I'm not stressed out at all. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> like, you know, I found my niche. And then my sister told me, like, since that you're doing that there, my sister was like working as an ESL teacher in Shanghai, in Shanghai. as well, because her husband was in Shanghai as an engineer. So he worked there like, I think he was, before I came there, like they were already there for like about two years. And then she gave me, why don't you pack your bags and come to Shanghai and apply for a job here as a teacher? And I was like, oh, don't leave yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that was like. <laughs> we still nursing? The, no, you no, should no, stop no. doing that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, I, went to, I went to Shanghai with my niece. I remember my niece, like she was like around one year old. And then she vomited, she puked all over the <laughs> airplane. And I was like, you know, carrying her. And then of course, like, don't cry, don't cry, you know. And then people were like swarming around me and help, trying to help me out. But that was a very nice experience, you know, like I would not really replace that with any other experience because it taught me a lot of things like being a parent is not easy, you know, like um, helping a child, you know, uh, puking all over is like all literally all over my shirt. Like it's no joke. So I kind of like total respect with those who are parents who are traveling with their children. It's not easy, you know, but then anyway. Um, I went there, applied for a job, and then I got the job like after the first interview, and then I started working with Chinese students, and I loved it, you know. And I kind of like every time I wake up in the morning again, I said, I think I really found my niche here. So and then I, I kind of like applied also in an international kindergarten, and by then I'm already studying for a professional education certificate. Okay. So um, because I really wanted to do this, so my mind is kind of like really focused and then at the same time my mind is very focused to get Pauline to Shanghai so that we can live together so I talked to several people to make connections and for me I love to connect I love to kind of like you know communicate 
and then you have like an opportunity you know maybe my wife can come here i i tell i always tell them that she's my wife so that she <laughs> right. because like for chinese it's right. either you know same. like yeah most the same. yeah yeah so and then i was like okay please process the visa of my wife and then they said yes and then she got the opportunity like she she had only one interview and then she got the opportunity the same company so we worked there for like a, i would say six months and then I applied for an international kindergarten in Shanghai and then they liked me they they hired me and then it's a different setting now because ESL is different to sure. early childhood ECE. you know so EC early child education and here like it's not just about learning English it's mm. also about kind of like looking at the well-being of the child the holistic development of the child like you know how's his language development his physical development his um, social and emotional skills development well, so, I understand. what grade is this from what early child that would be preschool oh preschool okay. yeah see, preschool yeah yeah so these are the things that we're looking at now like a holistic development of the child not just talking and, and yes. that's where we really fell in love with education, with education. Yes, well. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. walk, you walk, you wake up now with a purpose. Oh yes. And you enjoy going there. Oh yes. Well, I can see it in your eyes when I talk to you about how they hug you at the end when they want to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? That <laughs> is the best part. It doesn't matter. To, to continue the story, so we fell in love. So um, with with the profession, and then we're mm. studying professional education certificate to yeah. be el eligible teachers, and then I took my master's in special education, which. Mm where i found in shanghai is also like a little bit of like they need help with with um kind of like um helping raising awareness raising awareness and accepting s children with special, special needs, needs because um you cannot really find like a, a school wherein or, or, or an organization or a center that really help them so they just put all these children there and to kind of like normalize them in a way and for us you know, we really need to make them aware. And that's where I started kind of like talking to parents, like your child needs this, your child needs that, you know? And that's why we 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 were blessed to, to kind of like have mentors as well along the way mm -hmm. to guide us on how to deal with these situations. And then when we came to Japan, it's a different ball game again, because China's educational climate is different to Japan's educational climate. Mm -hmm. And then we found out that, you know, no matter where you go, there are many approaches in early childhood or preschool education, but the most important thing that you really need to emphasize when you are working with children is to teach them how to be socially and emotionally um, mature and, and, and to accept and to be resilient in whatever they do and to ad be adaptable in different kinds of environment that they're in. Because that's the only thing as educators that we can lead them to, to be confident enough wherever they are. Because you can actually cut off that confidence in an instant by saying, you can't do that. By saying, I don't think you're capable of doing that. You know, By saying, I think you should be doing this rather than doing that and just snap of a finger and just kind of like those sentences that you tell a child it can ruin his entire life and that's where we fell in love with education because mm -hmm. we want to bring in the confidence we want to bring in the the love for what they do because we we love what we do we found we found that purpose of loving what you do and we want to 
to really emphasize that whenever we are with the children, like find something that you love doing. Mm -hmm. And this will help you, not just here in this situation, wherever you go, you'll be confident about it and you'll be surprised that you're already kind of like flying, soaring high, you know? <laughs> Anywhere you go. And I think that's the main ingredient for us to mm -hmm. really think about when you work with children. It's not about you as an educator, it's about them. They're so the main the characters, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're just providing that stage for them, you know? To kind of like really see them, oh, okay, she can do it. You know, we, we, we can work together, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. And even saying to them, like when they're um, climbing up the stairs or like, you know, in a jungle gym or something, like some children, they would say, help me, please, help me, please. For us, we would say rather than, okay, here you go, I'll help you out. We would wait. We would wait for them. I think you can do it. I think you can. Just move your feet like right up here and up, right up there. And then the moment that they realize that they, you did not help them and they did it on their own, you could see their faces, such confidence in them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we really want to emphasize as educators that mm -hmm. we really want what is best for them and they, we want them to be confident in whatever educational climate they're in. Mm -hmm. That's why we created a school. <laughs> lighthouse. 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 That's Lighthouse. lighthouse. Yes. When did you yes. create the school? Oh, Wow. <laughs> Let's get into that. Oh, yes, wow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Lighthouse has been um, a longtime dream of John and I, which yeah. we, you know, thought about when we were still in Shanghai. We were like, you know, it would be nice to, like, what is something that would be nice to do in the future? And like, oh, you know, we should retire here, retire, th retire there. But it's like, oh, how about, you know, how would we feel if we have our own school? I'm like, wow, that would be amazing. So that's when it started. So it started in, in Shanghai. And, you know, like we, we love creating things for Is children. Is it still in Shanghai? You have Lighthouse in Shanghai? No, no, it's no, no that, that's when. It's here. Oh, that's yes. when the idea. Yes. The idea started. Started. Yes. I got yes. The idea yes. started in Shanghai. Yeah. So the, the idea for Lighthouse um, was birthed in, in Shanghai. Mm. And it came and to fruition here. Yes. yes. <laughs> How long yes. ago? How long has Lighthouse existed? Less than a month. Less than a month. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got to start something. The longest journey. Yeah. Started with yeah. the first step. And actually, um, Yoko Sato is one of the instruments. Why is that right? it happened? Why? Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's, she's amazing. She's, we just clicked all the three of us right, right, yeah. right. together. Like, um, why don't we just start a school? And we pitched in this idea mm -hmm. that we want to create an after-school program for children. Mm -hmm. Like right after a regular school, they come to us mm -hmm. and then we do like fun stuff. But at the same time, there is a learning content behind it. So like we offer like um, music appreciation class, you know, a little bit of language and literacy classes that involves music and drama. Mm -hmm. And then we also offer, um, um, uh, what do you call that, um, Saturday school, um, that wherein we can actually, you know, just um, create something like art activities, um, puppet stories, you know, mm -hmm. everything creative, you know, that kind of um, genre, like a creative center. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of like our our really like our ultimate dream to have our own you know and yeah. 
and we we've seen many amazing um, school leaders and 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 directors of of international schools, and they're quite great here in 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 Japan, Tokyo, Japan in particular, because they're really we've seen directors really passionate about their craft. We've seen directors who are really looking after the teachers and and kind of like really providing well-being for them, and that really inspired us to kind of like why don't we also kind of like make it happen now yeah. because. We want to have Lighthouse as a safe haven for, for any individual. For not just for the children, it's for the children, their families, and also for fellow educators. Yes. So that's why the name is Lighthouse. So, you know, like when you're uh, in a stormy ocean at night, and it's like, where's land? Where's land? Oh, there's a light coming from the lighthouse. We're safe. Yes. We want people to have that um, She came feeling. up with the name. She came up with the name. <laughs> it's really amazing. Because we love we love creating um, things for children. Like he he's a musician. Um, he's very talented in playing instruments, and he creates songs for children. Mm -hmm. And I love writing stories. Mm. So um, we put that together, and then in Shanghai we put up like puppet shows for the yes, children. Yes. Yeah, we do that, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. Like if you engage the children, and yeah. they would just you know engage back and. It's it's a lot of fun, and we were like, you know, let's how do people something. how do people find out about Lighthouse? What kind of information do you have? Where do they go to find out about it? Um, well, the thing is, um, we we do what we know what to do. Like for example, social media, and then um, like we put up the website, mm -hmm. and then we have like Instagram, and we have Facebook. So, and um, like the parents we we know and we worked with before. Um, like, um, yeah. So what's the makeup of the children that you have right now? Are they mostly expat children? Are they Can be Japanese, local Japanese, local Japanese yes. or expat children as well. The language that you use? English. 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 So it's in English. Yes. That's for sure. Yes, okay. yes, yes. What ages do you work with? Two to seven. Two to seven. Two to seven right Mixed now. Mixed age group. Okay. Yeah. Mixed age group. Right. And the children, this isn't for special needs children, is it? It's yeah. for neurotypical children, so okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah. But since that um, Lucrea is also um, a company that caters to um, special needs um, children, so we have this symbiotic relationship. I see. You know, like um, I think it's that's one of the things, like one of the mission also of Lighthouse is to bring awareness mm -hmm. how inclusivity. Mm, kind of like brings in, yeah, and, diversity. and diversity brings in people, and it's mm. a beautiful thing, right. you yeah. know. And I think with with um, Yoko Sato's mission and with our mission, bring that in together. I think we're creating something really, really magical along the way, and we're excited because we're just a month a month old, but yes. we are <laughs> looking forward and to 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 really see how it pans out because mm. uh, we we are so blessed. In every step of the way, you know, and um, a lot of people are telling both of us like, "You're so brave. You take you take a risk of putting up a company and all that." And I was, and and, and we acknowledge that, and we 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 know um, this kind of like situation can be risky. You know, it's not it gonna be like risky. all good. It's not gonna be all bad, but it's sometimes up and down. Sometimes you're soaring high. Sometimes you're down there, and. I feel like we are prepared for it and because this is really what we love doing and what we know doing yeah. and our mission is really to make a difference in 
not just with the child's life, with the family's life, you know, and even with the educator's life. Mm. And I feel like I have been a, a school leader as well. And I've seen, you know, like the importance of really having that connection to the community is really what makes a school wonderful and, and you know, like different from any other, any other schools because mm. we've been to some schools that are like really, they're just kind of like into money. Just it. Oh, I see. Right? That's so you can have yes. Them, yes. And, and, and I, I feel like, you know, I mean, school is also a business. But at the same time, like, if you create a school wherein you know your philosophy, you know what you want to bring in, and you know your mission, I think everything will just come together, follow, follow yeah. through. And that's why for Pauline and I, we sometimes think about like, oh, what would be the output? Output Like, well, how many signups are we getting? And I tend to overthink and she always <laughs> kind of like pull me back a little bit and keep me grounded and say She told me why don't you just enjoy the process? There you go. It's not the destination. It's exactly. The journey. Enjoy your process. On that note Before I end the podcast, I always ask the question of the people I have here Pauline and John What advice would you give to the 20 year old Pauline and the 20 year old? John, okay. start off, Pauline. What advice, if you could go back, knowing what you know now, what mm. would you tell the 20-year-old Pauline? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you go first? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what would you tell the 20-year-old yeah. John? Um, well, it's still my, my issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk to yeah, talk yeah. To I think talk to do not overthink. And, and overthinking is okay to a certain extent, but it should better you as a person, not to, 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 to be overwhelmed by it and the people around you will get hurt in the end. So I think it's really important for you to stay focused, like what is here, what is now. I'm telling that to my 20 year olds, what is here and what is now and enjoy it. Because along the way, you'd, you'd find out that there are many people who are really like, who truly care about you and truly support you, that you cannot ever kind of like really imagine that they are really this caring and supportive of you, you know? And I, I think just move on, just take baby steps. And when you tend to overthink, overthink to a certain extent, not to harm and not to, 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 and like, um, uh, how do I say, um, to hurt um, other fe people's feelings, but to, to really just move forward and focus to, to what you do. And along the way, you'll find out that something beautiful is about to happen, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, I would tell my younger self to, well, this is something that I'm also learning now, um, still learning, um, don't be too hard on yourself. Like if if you make a mistake, don't beat yourself up for it, because um, just doing that will get you nowhere. So if if you made a mistake, um, accept it gracefully, let it humble you, and learn from it. I know it, it's it's easy to, because as a teacher, that's what I also tell my kids, my children, like 
it's okay because sometimes they would beat their self, th themselves up for it. And they would say like, oh, Molly, I made a mistake. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. And I would be like, it's okay. That's fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But next time, you know what to do. What do you need to do? And they say, okay, I know what to do next time. There you go. And, you know, it's easier said than done, right? Mm. Easier said than done. For me, it, it's always like, you know, ah, Pauline, so stupid. Like, why did you make that mistake? I would really be hard on myself. So, to my 20-year-old self, um, uh, don't uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Let your mistakes humble you. You will learn a lot from it. Because if it weren't for my mistakes in the past, I wouldn't be the person that I am right now. Mm. Couldn't say any better. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Pauline. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, John. Thank you so much. A thank pleasure, you, thank you. a pleasure. Uh, we would like to kind of like say a little okay, bit sure, of a sure, slogan sure. of Lighthouse Great Okay, sure, our, do, slogan, sure, do. Uh, our slogan is, together, together we make, make everything, everything brighter. brighter. That's my <laughs> You heard it. You heard it here. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And remember, it's all unknown, so reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Dreams.